0: Are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Monday, everyone. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats with John Schuster. I'm Mike Luke. All right, normally we just BS and throw stuff around here and, you know, joke about our reads a little bit. But the football season is here, and you know what? We're still going to joke and mock him, you know, joke around, around the reeds. But we're here to give you some thoughts about U of A football in its first game. And I'm going to be quite honest with you here, Schuster. You and I watched the games together, game mm-hmm. together, and you know what? When Mike Luke and John Schuster watched the game together, the old saying that two, four eyes are better than two is an understatement here. I think that's fair to say. But, you know, getting getting serious here for a second... I was, very, I was very happy with what I saw. There, there's a, we'll start breaking down, but what were your, what's your initial thought?
1: It's about as good as you could have expected. Mm-hmm. And the perhaps weird thing is there was a moment in the, the final score. Oh, oh, which, by the way, I forgot to mention. Thank you for thinking for me last week. In last week's podcast, you were thinking for me and telling me that I thought the final was going to be BYU 27 to 20, and the final was 24 to 16, so it was darn close. Trying to help out. You really did. Mm-hmm. And it's that kind of assistance that folks in the listening audience can benefit as well, just as I benefited. Just as somebody at betonline.ag might
0: mm-hmm. be able to. Correct.
1: Just as uh, I would have benefited under uh, that scenario using the, like, the Mike Luke method of uh, mental assistance. Mm-hmm. Uh even if Arizona got helped in a big portion of the game in the third quarter by virtue of BYU being stupid, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think it's necessarily a good idea to, to call a running play from the shotgun and five yards call, deep in your
0: own end you zone. called that immediately, too.
1: Uh, and, and Arizona got the safety, cut it to a two-score game, and then scored on the ensuing possession. All of a sudden, you got a one-possession game. Um, even if... BYU had won this game let's say 28 to 3 Mm -hmm. which was very possible that's the direction that this was going. It looked like that. I think we would have felt the same about what we saw in regards to Arizona's effort and the little things that give you hope about where this thing may ultimately go. Fish I think the, the teaching on the sideline, the ability to communicate with his team was excellent. Mm-hmm. The, it it looks like... not te- giving up. Because there, yeah. there were multiple opportunities to give up. Yeah. And, and I think the tough thing, one of the next steps throughout the course of the year, especially when they get into games against Pac-12 South opponents and string those together. Uh-huh. I think one of the problems with Arizona this year is that they're going to run into the best Pac-12 South Gone quite a while. I think, ever wow. from the Pac-12 South since it's been in this format. Crap. That group of team, I I don't think they've ever been as good from top to bottom. Arizona's obviously at the bottom, and even if Arizona is improving and is better, still chances are pretty good they're going to lose, right. Right. and they're going to lo- lose a bunch of games. The adversity is what happens in game six, seven, and eight. If things start to continue to work with Arizona, can Fish and the coaching staff still keep Arizona's players engaged? invested and recognizing that there is improvement to be made, that they're at the foundation, and that this is a long-term thing. And if they can do that, then I think that just builds upon the coaching uh, possibilities as well. But that's down the road. As opposed from what we saw Saturday night, it's hard to argue, it's hard not to feel good about the performance and where this program may ultimately be in three, four, you know, five years if, it, this if the a, trajectory uh, this, progresses appropriately. This was only
0: a couple plays in the game, but it's something that really stuck out to me. I absolutely adored him going for it on fourth and one multiple times right there. You know what that said? That said to me multiple things right there. First of all, I'm playing to win this game. You know what? I'm not playing to, you know, to hopefully keep it close. And when he went for it on—now, and granted, he he got it on both times on fourth and one. Second of all, though, I think it really set a—more so than anything in that first game, I really think it sends a message to the program, too, that—and this might sound cliche-ish, but I believe in you guys. This is a new—because, let's be honest, 85% of coaches are probably punting there. The dude went for it on fourth and one at his own 30. The only other coach since Tomey, and, and actually Tomey, Smith, the only other coach that
1: I can think of possibly in the history of Arizona football, because, again, football was way different in the 50s and 60s, mm-hmm. is Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. That's the only other coach. That's the only other head coach for Arizona. I don't know that someone goes for it on fourth well, down there, absolutely not. There's absolutely no Fish chance. Fish
0: did, and he got it both times, and you're right. It but shows, even if he didn't get mm-hmm. it, though, I still think it sends a message, though, too, that... There's an aggression. There's an aggression, yes, uh-huh. exactly. There's an aggression, and we're not going to be... This is a different era of U of A football here. Now, we're still going to lose, but, you know, at least... Well, the, in the short term. In the short term. And that's what, I know it, that, that sounded yeah, too harsh. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, you, you know, it's one of those things where you're trying to set an example, build a foundation, and illustrate to your team, as much as the community, because you need to build a fan base as well, what it is you're trying to accomplish. There were... They were Aggressive on defense, but not effective in the thing that they need to be effective on, and that's forcing turnovers. Mm -hmm. On offense, they did a good job adjusting with the limited talent that they have. Mm,
0: Yes, and I thought in the second half, too. Now, listen. I don't I have no clue if Gunner Cruz is the answer or not. But you definitely saw progression throughout the game. He looked skittish at first in the second half. Now listen, he still made some really dumb decisions there. But I don't think anybody was going into this game thinking that Arizona with Gunner Cruz was gonna be Kurt Warner, you know, and the in the greatest show on turf. But so he he acquitted himself well enough there. But I think what was also fascinating is it looked like this was a coaching staff that was pulling all in the right in the same direction which you say well I mean Mike I mean that's what they're supposed to do did you watch we watched Arizona football last year after a while it just kind of looked it just kind of appeared like these guys were collecting a paycheck when you watch fish and again I have no clue how the fish era is going to go but I was inc- I was very happy with what I saw because I saw a guy and a coaching staff that was 100% in this to win and I think is looking at this big picture hoping to win
1: and one uh, wanna- of one of the things that I thought was interesting, and we had a lot of shots on the sideline here of uh, fish who, from a fashion standpoint, does not look good in a mask. Uh, uh, correct. <laughs> it really doesn't. And and that was its own level of weirdness, by the way. How in Nevada there were so many masks, everywhere else in packed stadiums there were none. Correct. On the first weekend of college football, so that that had its own level of anomaly that was kind of fascinating. But that's a side step. One of the things you mentioned, Cruz makes a bad turnover, interception in the end zone. That pretty much seals mm-hmm. any chance Arizona has to really get back into the game. And Fish is pissed. But he calls him over and he talks to him and you can tell that the conversation in essence is do you know what you did wrong mm-hmm. and why you and why it was wrong? Right. What did you miss? Mm-hmm. And so it was a teaching for, moment. That's it. And he's forcing Cruz to say, "Okay, I missed that guy." I didn't, I didn't catch that. I got the read a little bit off. So, so it's kind of a, a constant review for the quarterbacks in game situations. And there was a lot of really good communication that appeared to take place. And his engagement with the team and the team's willingness to listen to him Seemed to be seem seemed to be a good chemistry thing mm-hmm. that built upon a very similar thing that you're talking about, how the coaches
0: seem to be on the same page. The one thing too when I watch when when I think of going for it on fourth and one multiple times on primetime TV, I think of built Barr. And because I think of energy, I think of strength, I think of never backing down. And I think when you have a built Bar, that's probably the way that you feel when you go out of the gym. Why, why am I talking theoretically? I know how it feels. You know how it feels. And honestly, it looked like Jed Fish has consumed a built Bar. Go get built Bar. It's really that simple. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, now let's talk a little bit about on the defensive side of the ball. Like you said, they needed to they need to force turnovers. There, there's no doubt about it. I think one thing that was fascinating, though, is that BYU, for the most part, had to earn their touchdowns. There wasn't a ton of big plays there, which was a lot different than in previous years where basically... Run, run, okay, 80-yard pass over the top. For the most part, Arizona made them earn it. These were a lot of 11, 12, 13, 14-play drives. And you know what? When that does happen, a lot of times you are going to force some turnovers at some point.
1: And what you hope in, in those situations is that in long drives at the college football level, teams, their offenses are going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And when they make mistakes, you get penalties, you're backed up a little bit, the drive in essence uh-huh. is stalled. Uh, Arizona did a good job defensively, not Uh, not penalizing itself a lot. Mm -hmm. There were some other teams that we saw in college football. The one up the road had, what, 15 penalties Uh for 150 yards against Uh Southern Utah. That's going to be a problem if it continues. Uh But Arizona showed a lot of discipline. And... They did a really nice job of blitzing from a bunch of different locations, Mm -hmm. uh, which which makes you feel really good about the aggression on that side of the ball. And if you can keep teams a little bit off balance, as Arizona did against BYU, you can negate the talent disadvantage that you're going to have this year. Mm -hmm. Now, are there going to be games where Arizona runs into buzz saws and I think gets handled. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. there are. Uh, but the only opportunity they had that they weren't really able to pull off in this game is that they could not force those turnovers. And that's going to be key because for all of the things we liked out of what we saw from Arizona, in we also, there's also a clear recognition that the talent deficiency that you were talking about all of preseason mm-hmm. is pretty clear. Mm-hmm. They have real limitations on the offensive mm-hmm. side. They had a quarterback who had good numbers, threw for 300 yards, and can. Cons- and if you watch Arizona, it's like that wasn't too bad. And they scored 16 points right. in the college game. You're not going to win a lot scoring 16. No, definitely not. And, and 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 so that offense is just going to be. Problematic for Arizona, and it wouldn't surprise me. And we saw this in the third quarter against BYU. Remember, BYU was in danger of putting this game away about midway through the third quarter. If they score and make it 28-3, to Arizona doesn't have Mm -hmm. the offensive prowess to get back into the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then if they go three and out and it's 35-3, to forget it, the final score looks as lopsided as many anticipated it might be. So if they don't, but, you know, they had some breaks go their way and they got back into the game.
0: But asking Arizona to make rallies to come back, I think is just not the way that this team's made up this year. You know, and the one thing, too, that I think we also need to look at and I think that we need to have proper expectations here is when you watch that Arizona team, there's not a lot of talent out there. I didn't see a lot of guys that were, I think that, I think it's a well-coached team, but you didn't, I mean, how many guys did you look out there for Arizona and you said, huh, who's that? Or, you know, who's that? There's not a lot of that there. So I think people also need to temper their expectations there, that this guy's walking into a situation that, yeah, no, duh, you've lost 13 straight games. There probably is going to be a lack of talent.
1: And, and that was one of the things that I thought was fascinating is that, He and his offensive staff, uh, Mm -hmm. Carroll, the OC, did a pretty good job of at least keeping Arizona functional Mm -hmm. on the offensive end. The talent isn't. Barry Hill had 100 yards. The Anderson kid looks pretty good. Uh, Cruz has a hard time throwing downfield. So does Plummer. And and teams eventually are just going to stack the line and make your quarterbacks prove it. Mm -hmm. And that didn't happen a whole heck of a lot. But as the game progressed, what happened is that Fish and Carroll made some adjustments, and it allowed Arizona to do a better job moving the ball against BYU. One of the things I liked that is kind of counterintuitive, given that you need your defense not to be worn out, is that Arizona showed a willingness to push things on offense. Mm -hmm. So I think there are going to be games where their lack of offensive ability is going to get them into some real trouble if they come up against a superior defense, that three and outs them right. three times. You know, then then as the game progresses, you're down twenty-one nothing mm-hmm. because you just can't stop them, and it starts to really get out of hand. Uh, but Arizona is kind of saying, "Yeah, we're going down swinging. Right. We're not going to take twenty-five seconds off the play clock. We're going to get to the line as fast as possible. We're gonna we're gonna get a read. We're gonna snap it. We're gonna run a play." And
0: that was nice to see too. There's a tempo. There was a tempo. Even if we're gonna go three and out, we're gonna go three and out really quickly. Right. Which, mean, which sounds weird,
1: and it sounds counterintuitive. Uh, again, consider that from a talent standpoint, this team has a lot of the same sorts of issues that the first-year Stoops team had. Mm-hmm. We felt I, think that was, I
0: think that's a very good comparison.
1: We felt good about the first-year Stoops team because they were 3-8 and eight with a chance to win a couple games that could have broken their way, but those games were, in essence, 16-10. to 10. They weren't going to beat anybody scoring 30 points. But what Stoops did to try to benefit his defense, to give his defense a chance, right. is that he'd take every second off the play clock on the offensive end as much as he possibly mm-hmm. could, right. hoping to milk clock, limit possessions, and then give his team something of a chance to at least keep it close or maybe have an opportunity fairly late. Mm-hmm. Fish doesn't operate that way. Right. Fish is very, it's like, nah, whatever. We're, this is, I think he recognizes the long-term investment that this needs to be. Mm-hmm. And so if there are times where Arizona gets blasted on the field, they're still not necessarily going to go out in games. All we right, we're going we're gonna to clear out. Look at what the defense (laughs) is. Take our time. Look up at the clock. Spend three times looking over to the coach. Pretend to do a Peyton
0: Manning audio or audible. audible. Oh, by the way,
1: then I'm going to look to the coach. It's kind of like Stoops did basically, to use a basketball analogy, what T.J. McConnell would do with Sean Miller, he run the ball, run to the half ball court. to half court, and then look back to see what the coach wanted you to run. Correct. Fish is different. Mm-hmm. Fish is like, okay, this, this is a play you're going to run, and and they want to run it fast. Right. And it doesn't matter if that works against them in the early stages because this is the kind of offense that they're going to try to interject and make a staple uh, during their uh, tenure. At Arizona they're aggressive on offense with the limited talent that they have mm-hmm. when they get better talent in here you have a feeling that they'll open the playbook a little bit more mm-hmm. and on defense they're obviously aggressive as well so at the very least I think it's going to be interesting and fun in the early stages and and you can see the way that fish is and the way the coaching staff is and if they're all on the same page you can see that recruits could be pretty interested in giving
0: Arizona a look and maybe getting a better level of talent. Over here, we're right going to here. talk about that a little bit in the uh, in the next podcast. But one thing though that we've been on from day one, and I told you guys about this, that I loved the under of fifty five points in this game. And guess what? That hit. Darn it. Certainly did. Yep. All right. Why? Um, why did that? Hit? Where? Where would you have? Where would you have utilized the under fifty five? BetOnline.ag. All right. Mm-hmm. You know what? At this stage, with us, it's a rhetorical question, and it should be with you, at the listener out there, at the same time. This is rhetorical at this point. If you're not on betonline.ag, I am not doing my job. You need to be at betonline.ag. You could have made money. You know what? We're here to help you. And you know what? We I also said that I liked the over two and a half. Do it. Just get to betonline.ag and say, you know what, Mike Luke was right on the first game, and he said, you know what, I need to go with three. Now,
1: now by you, the way, what he's talking about, what you're mm-hmm. talking about, by the way, is not the line of the game, but the number of wins Arizona sure. is going to have, according to Vegas and Betterline.ag
0: during the course of the and year. And John Schuster gives UCLA a chance of losing to Arizona. I personally don't, but there are wins to be had there after watching this game, and I think they start next week. There's your hint. We'll talk a little bit later. Bruno has just entered the room, and he will be a prominent feature, I'm sure, of the next podcast. For John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke.